Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's Saturday morning. It's about 9.40 Wisconsin time. I'm sitting in my truck, parked in front of a park that I usually park in front of because, as you know, I can't do my podcast at home because my neighborhood's too noisy. Close to the air conditioner's running, and then you really can't hear me. And I wanted to just put this out there right now. My last podcast that I did, you guys, I am so sorry. That was not the best. I'm thinking about just removing it. <clears throat> excuse me, I was just kind of like all over the place and it didn't feel right. So I'll probably just delete that last podcast I did. I wasn't impressed with that at all. I wasn't out. I was at home. It was just weird. So I removed that one. But thank you for the 78 of you that listened to it. I really appreciate it. But I'm going to delete it. So right now, I wish I could send you guys pictures of what I'm looking at. That'd be actually cool, but I don't think Anchor has that capability that I know of anyways. So I'm sitting in front of a park. To my right is Lake Michigan. You'll hear cars passing behind me because I'm in a parking lot with, and there's boats behind me. It's the marina, which I may take a walk after I do the podcast. So anyways, in front of me, I've got, um, there's people out and about. There's some people at the beach. We do have waves today, so it'd be nice to get out there and play in the waves. I don't know if I mentioned this fun fact, I guess. I've never been, been in or on Lake Michigan before, and I've lived here for since 2005. I've never been in or on that lake. Isn't that crazy? But I'm from California, so give me the ocean anytime. But the lake, I don't know. I'm not. It's just not the same, you know. That's that that salt air and that seaweed, and you know when the the shore hits your toes in the sand, and then the the waves go back, and it feels like you're like floating. That bizarre. Well, anyways. Never been on or in the lake of Michigan. Crazy, right? But I do like bodies of water. All right, back to where I'm going. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching some kids with some skateboards. They're doing lunges on the in the park right now with their skateboard. And they're doing high kicks. I guess they're warming up. Then there's seagulls all over the place in the park, which I'm not used to seeing, which is weird. Uh, yeah, there's seagulls everywhere. Uh, sky's blue, obviously, with some wispy clouds. Temperature is going to be, <clears throat> I think, in the high 70s. I think the humidity is low today, which is nice. You may hear people talking because there's some people behind me on their boat working on it. So I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, as I usually do. Uh, original listeners followers, new listeners, new followers, I thank you so much. And I was looking at my stats again the other day, and like I said, it's neat to see Canada. Canada is now 4%. Australia is like 7%. California is the highest. Um, and then France is in there too. And my demographic is mostly females, which is like 64% female. So thank you guys. It's female-based. I appreciate it. And then the men are like 45. And the age is, my age bracket that I'm bringing in for listeners is, I think it said like 35 to 46 of age. So thank you, you guys. I appreciate that as well. So, oh, I also, what I did was on my podcast, you know how it says um, True Paranormal Stories as the title, right? What I did is I actually changed the um, description of it because I don't want to mislead anybody thinking, oh, it's going to be all paranormal stories and <clears throat> excuse me, stuff like that. So I added more to my 
description of what to expect from this podcast. Like, um, obviously, haunted haunted items that I do, witch things, weird weird stories that I hear, my paranormal investigating, things like that. So I did update that for people. So hopefully they'll read the description in full and they'll see it's not just a paranormal podcast. It's more than that, which is what I like to do. My house has been quiet. No noises. It's been very quiet. Um, Nothing for me for cases, unfortunately. And the Asylum investigation was this weekend, or is going on this weekend, but the gentleman who runs the investigations at the asylum here in Sheboygan County, he has um, a different team coming in, so he doesn't need us this weekend. I'm hoping maybe at the end of August, September, and October, I'll be active. That's kind of a bummer, uh, because I have a REM pod I really want to use and see how that works. So, nothing there, no new cases, no new emails from anybody. But yet I see other teams out there having investigations and going places, but oh well, what can I do, right? I've got the podcast to to use and talk with you guys. And if you guys have any um, cases or weird, just weird things happening, you guys, it doesn't matter what it is. You can always email me um, at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. Or you can communicate with me on Facebook if you do Facebook. It's Investigator Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. You can PM me on there. Uh, you can visit my page and give me a like if you if you would like to. If not, that's fine. <clears throat> I know not everybody is on uh, Facebook. I do have an Instagram account. It's p a t t y i n w i. I think that's it. I have a Twitter page, but that's just my own weird stuff that I post. You guys probably wouldn't be interested in that. So what I did this morning is um, I've, I've been doing research on witch stuff, right? And um, they call me a baby witch. So I'm in the works. So anyways, I was doing some research on making a puppet. And a puppet is like... It's not necessarily a voodoo doll, although some people may refer to it as like a voodoo doll. Um, Puppets have come a long way from being a voodoo, people calling it a voodoo doll. Um, Anyways, I'm I'm not that crafty, but I wouldn't mind making a puppet. And they could be anywhere in size, um, but they prefer that they're small, like the size of your thumb small, so that you can carry it with you um, at all times. Yes, you can make puppet for people, other people. You can make puppets, um, kind of like a voodoo. You can definitely do that. You can put a spell on somebody, and yes, you can use their piece of their hair and things like that. And you can make this a puppet out of anything you want. It could be uh, literally any kind of material. Most people use cloth. Some people use twine. Some people use yarn. um, Anything. But when you're making the puppet... um, you get, whether it be for, if you're, well, let's see, if you're using for evil or bad things towards a person, you need something of that person, right? And then as you're making the puppet, you put that something of that person inside of the puppet and you sew it all up and you would do a chant or a spell over the puppet of the individual. And I believe that's all you need to do. Um, 
but then if you're doing a poppet for yourself, like prosperity poppet or um, good fortune, good luck, happiness, things like that, as you're making it, you put something in it. Like for an abundance one, you could put like a penny in there or uh, some type of herb in there, and then you stitch it up and you sew it up. Which, again, you guys, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna make one. <laughs> I'm not that. I don't know how to sew. Yeah, right. Um, but how hard can it be to take some twine and wrap it around something? I don't know. Something I'm investigating. And then I'll just carry it with my, on my purse, on my purse, in my purse. So what I did was I did research on poppets. And what's really fascinating to me, <clears throat> excuse me, is that poppets are known from all over the world. Every country has their own version of what a poppet is. And it's to me, it's very interesting. Um, and I have some stories I'd like to read. Now, of course, the poppet that they show here, it's made out of a funky material. It's got like a stitched mouth. It's got um, two buttons, like um, like a button on your shirt for eyes. And it has needles stuck in it because then there's your voodoo. You know how that all works, right? You, you do evil towards someone. Every time you put a needle in it, they feel the pain. That's so why you need a lock of their hair and all that. That's the usual theory. So, the magic poppet is one of the most commonly used implements in the sympathetic magic, which follows along with the theory that like create like. Um, again, some call them as voodoo, they, that's stereotype voodoo doll, so it's really not a voodoo doll, I suppose. You can make one. I've seen people make, <clears throat> excuse me, um, some goddess dolls that are actually very pretty. They're faceless, which is kind of weird. There's like no expression on their face, but they've got this long, like, yarn hair. It looks almost like real. It's, they're really cool. They're goddesses and things like that. But they're supposed to, to bring you good luck, bring you abundance, bring you happiness. Um, but I've seen those on Etsy, uh, quite a few people. And then some people I follow on my Instagram, uh, Instagram account uh, make those too. I, I, I may buy one. Who knows? eventually, but I wouldn't mind making one of my own. That way it's more personal. It has my own uh, energy to it. All right. There are many ways to create a poppet and they can be used, um, see, to harm or heal, right? If you create a poppet of a person, anything done to that poppet will affect the person in that it represents. Bear in mind that some magical tra traditions discourage the use of poppets. If you're not used to whether or not it's okay to use uh, poppet magic, you may want to check with someone in your tradition, your religion. Um, I don't have a religion, so it doesn't pertain to me. Ha ha. A poppet is usually made from a cloth or fabric, but you can also make one from clay, wax, wood. I think wax is what they used to do back in a long time ago. They used to make them made them out of wax. Um, or just, like I said, just about any material you can make it out of. Uh, you can fill your pop with herbs, stone, bits of wood, paper, or anything else that suits your needs. In addition to the magical items, it's a good idea to include some cotton or polyfill as stuff, stuff material. You know, like you have in a pillow, uh, you get that little white puffy stuff and you stuff it in there. Once the puppet is created, you'll need to connect it to the person it represents, which is typically done by using a magical link of some sort. Remember, the poppet is a useful magical tool and can be used in a variety of workings. Use it for healing, to banish harmful people from your life, to bring abundance your way, the choices are practically limit, limitless. Me, I would be abundance because I need abundance. 
Um, now, when most people think of a puppet, they automatically think of a voodoo doll, thanks to um, the movies and things like that. Thanks again, Hollywood. However, the use of dolls in sympathetic magic goes back several millennia. Back in the day of ancient Egypt, the enemies of the Romans were numerous and included some of his harem women, at least one high-ranking official. Anyways, they used wax images of the pharaoh to bring about his death. Okay? See, they used wax back in the day. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go over the different types of um, puppets per like the Greek and things like that. I'm going to go down some of the history of it because I found this in very fascinating. I didn't even know any of this existed. Thank gosh for the internet, huh? All right. It was uncommon for the Greeks to use sympathetic magic and workings related to love and war. Um, then they go over regarding a professor and the classic language and literature of the University of Chicago is one of the foremost authorities on Greek magic today and says a Greek puppet called... I'll spell it out. K-O-L-O-S-S-O-I were sometimes used to restrain a ghost or even a dangerous deity or to bind two lovers together. Um, which is very interesting. Melting and burning wax dolls. Um, that's very interesting. They used it for bind lovers together. Then there's a story about the princess who played with dolls. Wax dolls certainly weren't limited to the ancient classic world. The one-time the one-time princess of Wales, Carol Brunswick, was married to men who later became King George. And he evidently couldn't and she couldn't stand him. She spent many hours forming wax dolls of her husband and jabbing them with pins. Although there's no concrete evidence as to what this may have done to George when Caroline ran off to Italy with her younger her young lover. Ooh, George didn't object. The royal company remain royal couple remained married but lived separately until George Caroline's death in 1821 according to the witchcraft and evidence of early ma modern England. So, I think what they're saying is that because she had the wax doll of her husband she was able to run away with her young lover, and George didn't care. That's what they're getting to that. But there's no proof on that. <sighs> Sorry. West African fetish magic? Oh, boy. West African slaves brought with them a doll called a fetish when they were forced to leave their homes and, be and come to American colonies. In this case, the doll is not so much representative of an individual but in fact possessed by spirits connected to the doll's owner. A fetish contains significant power and is typically worn and carried by its owner as a talisman. During American colonial period, slave owners were allowed to kill any slave found with a fetish in his possession. Wow, that's harsh, huh? See, you know, that's kind of interesting because I thought a talisman, I always thought was like a... Like they said, you, it's something you carry with you, whether it be a necklace or a bracelet or something in your, your purse or your pocket, whatever. I always thought it was for protection, but then they're saying the puppet can be used as a talisman. So I never thought of that. So if I make a puppet and I put it in my purse, pop it in my purse, I pop it in my purse. Anyways, 
If I put a puppet in my purse, that can actually turn into a talisman, which is actually then something that I'm creating to protect me or give me abundance. Okay, interesting. So then the puppet, does that mean it has, it has two, two, full, two uh, powers behind it? Hmm. Interesting. All right, on to the next. American hoodoo and folk, folk magic. In American hoodoo and folk magic, the use of puppets as a magical tool became popular following the Civil War. There is some dispute as to whether the dolls are used at all in Haiti, which is a home of voodoo, which is home of the voodoo religion, V-O-D-O-U-N religion. And a few sources disagree on whether the use of puppet is truly a voodoo practice or not. However, the Voodoo Museum of New Orleans, New Orleans, does stack a variety of dolls in their gift shop. I actually have a friend who bought one of those voodoo dolls um, from New Orleans. It's actually really pretty. It's just long white made out of yarn. It's really cool. Regardless of how you make your puppet out of clothes, a chunk of meat. Um, yeah, not a chunk of meat, guys. That's a little nasty. A glob of wax. Remember that puppets have a long tradition behind them and that the tradition is influenced by the magical practices of a wide range of cultures. Treat your puppets well and they will do the same for you. So, a puppet can be as simple as uh, elaborate. It can be as simple or as elaborate as you'd like. It all depends on how much time and effort you want to put into it. You can construct one out of just about any material, cloth, clay, wood, wax. Use your imagination. In some magical traditions, it's believed that the more work you put into it and the more complex it is, the strength the stronger your link will be to your goal, which makes sense because you're putting your energy into it, right? Right. Because a puppet is a device of sympathetic magic, all of the components will be symbols of what it is you hope to achieve. You can do your puppet making as a part of, of the working itself, or it can be made ahead of time, so you can use a puppet later on. Which method you choose is really up to you. Remember, the puppet represents a person... So figure out before you begin who it symbolizes. Is it you, a friend who is asking for help, an unnamed lover you want to bring into your life, a gossip you want to shut up? The possibilities are endless, but just like any spell working, you'll need to set a goal before you begin, like your intentions. Any spirit you, or spirit, any um, spell you do, you have to put your intentions to it, which to me is your energy. <clears throat> Excuse me. You'll need to set a goal before you begin. It keeps you from having to deal with do-overs later. These instructions are from are for a basic puppet construction using fabric. Feel free to modify your design as you need to do so. So then what they do is they go into how to do it. So select your fabric. There's no real rule when it comes to choosing your material, but it's not a bad idea to select fabric based on your goal. If you're doing a money spell, use a piece of green or gold cloth. If you're looking at... Healing, perhaps something in a soft blue or silver would be best. Check out fabric stores around the holidays and you can find all kinds of neat patterns. Valentine's Day designs are perfect for the matter of the heart and there are plenty of prints, uh, dollar signs, coins, stars, moons, and other fun designs. Another option is to use a fabric that links to the puppet the person represents. Doing a healing spell for a friend. Ask the person for an old shirt. Hey, there you go. If you're trying to draw love into your life, consider using a scrap from your 
that sexy lingerie you were wearing last night. If you just can't find the right material, use a plain muslin or white felt. And here are a few ideas um, for the design and the color for the pop, for design and colors for Poppet Magic. Animals, brown or green fabric pattern with cats or dogs, anything pet related. To banish someone or something, black fabric designs such as swords and wands and dragons and fires. Creativity is orange or yellow fabric, prints of suns or other fire symbols. Um, healing is silver. So you're going to use white or blue design to clouds or anything with air symbols. That makes sense. Love, of course, is pink or red with cupids and hearts and flowers. Money. This is mine. Money. Silver or gold fabric or designs of dollar bills or coins, cups on, or earthly symbols. Protection. Red, white material with pattern or shield, keys or locks, fences, and mistletoe. I forgot what mistletoe stands for, but I remember reading about that. When it comes to the type of fabric, use what's e easiest for you to work with. Cotton prints are easy to sew, but if you're never, if you've never used a needle or thread before, you might want to try something stiffer like felt. Okay, it comes in every color you can imagine. It holds its shape well. Um, and I am not an experienced sewer, so I will probably would go that route. A poppet represents a person, so ideally it should look or, um, sort of like a person. Give it a head, two arms, two legs, and a torso. You can make your own outline, or you can use the ultimate poppet pop pattern, a gingerbread man. What? Really? If you're doing a spell for an animal, such as healing a, sp a spell for a sick animal, make a poppet shape accordingly. The poppet does not have to be huge, but it should be big enough that you can stuff it in stuff it with ingredients later. Take two pieces of fabric. Um, I'm going to tell you how to sew it. Um, let's see. You can always use a sewing machine. I have a sewing machine, you guys, but I don't know how to use it. I had sewing in high school, but that was too long ago, and I didn't like it. I was kind of bored with it. I didn't get it. <laughs> Personalizing your poppet. Fill your poppet with some sort of, like, polyfill cotton balls. Balls? Old pantyhose, old pantyhose works too. I don't have pantyhose. I don't wear dresses. I don't sew. I don't wear dresses. Yeah. I kind of grew up like a tomboy. But see, to me, tomboy, my version of tomboy versus one person's version of tomboy is like completely different. My version of tomboy is growing up, um, with no girly, girly stuff, you know, not a lot of makeup, just outside playing with the horses, playing in the dirt, uh, not wearing dresses, not dressing up all fancy-like. But then another person's idea of um, tomboy that I recently learned was completely different of my version, just sort of blew me out of the water. That's kind of weird. Anyways, all right, so then they're talking about how to make it. You know, you need an arms, torso. This is where you'll place your spell components. Herbs, stones, whatever. Um, in some magical traditions, some from something from the person represented goes inside the poppet, like I was saying, hair. This is alternately referred to as a tag lock or magical link. I've never heard the word tag lock until just now. So I wanted to research on tag lock. It could be bits of hair, see? Nail clippings, body, body fluids, and business cards, or even a photograph. Once everything inside is inside, so the puppet completely shut. All right. 
Um, body fluids? Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. That's nasty. Um, hair? Yes. Nail clippings? Mm, I guess if you're around the person and they clip their nails, run up and grab it without them looking. Photograph makes more sense to me because photographs are very powerful. Um, I've done uh, kind of like a candle magic with a photograph and it really worked. That was years ago, but it really did work. I've done that a couple times. So anyways, once everything is inside, you sew the puppet completely shut. The more you can customize your puppet, the better. Even if it's even if you've placed a magical link or tag lock inside, you'll want to decorate the outside too. Draw or paint draw or paint or sew a face on your doll. Add yard or string to for hair. Dress your puppet in something that looks like a person's clothing. Um, copy any tattoo, scars, dis distinguishing features onto the puppet as well. Add magical or astrological astrology. Astrology symbols, if you like. While you're doing this, tell the puppet who it represents, and you can say something along the lines of, um, I have made you, and you are Jane Jones. Okay. Your puppet can be used for any number of things, love, money, protection, healing, uh, to get a job. Anything you can imagine, you can make a puppet to bring it about. Simply figure out your goal and the means to achieve it. The only limits... On a pop of constructions are your own creativity and imagination. So that's the uh, the reading on a puppet. Does it sound interesting to you guys, or is that like kind of like, like totally lame? Is it something you would try to do? Is it something you would attempt? Is it something that interests you? It interests me. I don't think I have yarn around my house. I want to go to the to the uh, fabric stores, but. Due to this whole COVID, whatchamacallit, thingamajigger, is making it more and more difficult. So, that's my story on the poppy, you guys. Um, that's pretty much it for the podcast. I don't have much else to say to it. I'm going to get going. More people are showing up and there's bugs all over my windows. I don't think these are mosquitoes, though. But I want to thank everybody so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate this. If you have any comments or suggestions, email me, p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. That's pattynwi at gmail.com. You have comments, questions, if I'm not doing a good job, or if there's something else you'd like me to go over, to hear, or if you have any stories you want to share, take some time. Email it to me. I'll do it on anonymously. No worries. So... Um, everybody have a great week and I hope I can do a podcast next week. I tried, I'm trying to be more diligent about doing this like once a week and to see how that goes. My listeners are about a hundred. They fluctuate to be honest with you guys. I have about a hundred. Um, and oh yeah, my Facebook page, if you want to know what it is, it's investigators of the supernatural. Give it a look, give it a like, uh, PM me. But if I'm, if I don't, okay, how's this? If I don't hear from any of you guys, any of you, then I'll take that as I'm doing a good job and just keep doing what I'm doing. How's that sound? And the only reason I keep promoting all that is because I don't want anybody to, even if you're a new listener, I want you guys to know you can share your paranormal experiences with me. I've been doing this since uh, 2010. So I have knowledge, I have experience, and anything you need, I can search and find the answer for you. I love doing things like that. Uh, people for you in California... <clears throat> Excuse me. I know you have a lot of great history out there. So, again, everybody, um, thank you so much 
for listening to my podcast, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you guys ever feel like you want to um, donate anything to me, you can. Pot, um, excuse me, Anchor does have a a feature. I think it's like, um, how's it say? I think it's like donate to this podcast or something along those lines. You can. Oh, you can also leave me voicemails too from Anchor. Um, there's that option. I did have a couple people leave me voicemails. It's been a while now, but thank you so much for you who did leave me a voicemail. Just giving me a kudos on the podcast. It means a lot. I know I'm just a small time podcaster compared to all the other podcasters out there, but who knows? Maybe somebody that'll be famous and, and you guys will be like, Hey, I listened for her from day one. And now look at her. She's all famous. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways, you guys, um, you take care, and I'll do a podcast next week. So this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.